This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Haima Black, Dynasty Podcast, live from Dynasty Podcast Studios in Pilsen. And speaking of somebody who knows all about studios, Mike Kolar from Soundscape Studios. How are you doing, man? Outstanding. How are you? That was a very snazzy little intro, I must say. That was a nice little flip from Dynasty Studio to studio. Yeah, man. And you just got off a plane, man. You just came from L.A. So thank you again so much for being here. I know the last thing I want to do when I get off a plane is be anywhere except for, like, in my house, in my PJs, you know, watching Atlanta or something. I have been waiting for this moment like a kid on Christmas. The whole oh, plane man. ride has kept me going, man. I'm going <laughs> to go kick it with, with Mr. Black. That's very sweet. So you got some really interesting stuff going on. We're going to talk all about the Sonic Summit, which is, I think, a very exciting event happening very soon. But first, before we get to that, how was your year last year? How was 2019 for you personally, professionally? It, you got married, which is huge. Man, 2019 was one for the books. Um, a wonderful year for self-growth and self-analysis and understanding and, and taking time for, for me, the person, um, work-wise. It was just a grueling a grueling year, man. It was just a, a lot of work, and it just it never stopped. And, man, I, it was just kind of, it was kind of like a, a slugfest, to be honest, man, so... Now, are you somebody who, you know, like, even when I get stressed with work, I still in the back of my head, I'm glad that there's work coming in, because when things get slow, that's when I really kind of go into panic mode. So, like, are you able to, like, relax when there's kind of a lull in work, or do you need to be busy? No, I, I need, I don't do, you know, idle time is a tool of the devil, I think sure. is the saying. So, no, yeah. I, I definitely need to be working. I kind of have mastered the art of being good at pivoting, where it's like, I don't need to mix today. Well, then maybe there's some bookkeeping or, like, some basic stuff to do, or if, like, neither of those things, like, man, when's the last time we've rewired the patch bay or updated the operating system? So I'm always, like, looking for work, but, you know, so, but, yeah, I, I need to stay busy for my for my sanity. I'm the same way, man. You got that shark mentality. But I'm glad that you've been busy, and you have, you have this great concept that is coming up here uh, later this month, at the end of February, it's called Sonic Summit. Bring us into this concept. What is it, and how did this idea come together? Because it's really exciting, and I think, um, I mean, we're going to dig all into it, but I think it's a great way for people to really step into your world and for you to demonstrate what you know. Sonic Summit kind of started coming into clarity in, in 2019. Um, most of my career doing studio, doing engineering, like... No one cares about what you do. When I started in this business, you were very ancillary. You said, you know, you bored, you made sure stuff sounded good, but no one cared how I did it, why I did it, the equipment I used. Somehow, since I started, there's been an incredible paradigm shift where people want to learn about uh, studio, recording, producing, photography, like ev everything. There's more and more people that, that are doing it, and people started asking me questions of how I approach recording, how I set up a session, how I mix records, how I organize records before I mix them. So I thought this would be an opportunity to open the studio for two days for an intensive, immersive experience where we're going to 
record, mix, and master a song from the ground up. We're going to actually go to tape. We're going to use analog gear. We're going to use plugins. We're going to talk about mastering. We're going to talk about the difference between analog and digital mastering. Let's kind of break into all this stuff I get emails and questions and tweets about all the time. And then coupled with us to kind of give it its own flavor, no pun intended, mm-hmm. um, I've partnered with a lot of amazing culinary spots. So we're going to have a rap party at Pauly G's Pizza in Logan. So good, man. My my man Derek, who who runs that place, is the current reigning U.S. Pizza Cup champion. Um, I'm not surprised. Next Detroit time you go, style. Just, the, 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 yeah, just the Detroit style, the U.S. Yes. Pizza Cup winner. So I got to say, let's go in as U.S. Pizza Cup winner, and it'll bring you an amazing, an amazing one. Um, my friend Manny over at uh, Top Notch Group that has like Blue Door Kitchen mm-hmm. and Lastoria is going to provide lunches for both days. We're going to start actually with a roastery tour at uh, at Dark Matter, and everyone's going to get a bunch of. Uh, coffee for the weekend um so we have a lot of food component too because i like to eat and i like to make records and it's kind of like a summer camp like my own version of one. everything's always made better if there's food doesn't matter what kind of work you're doing it always becomes a little better a little easier to tolerate or enjoy if you're on a full stomach you have some good coffee some good food whatever it is like that just it, well, it benefits yeah, the, the whole thing and the, man i love studio conversations i love talking about record making the record making process and i love that community and like man having good food and good people and not being rushed or constrained by a you know a a time frame or a budget but we can just really kick it in the weekend and and dig in deep is like really the impetus for why i want to start sonic summit so i love this concept uh you know have you ever done any teaching like this before or something that's in the workshop format before because you have obviously an incredible amount of knowledge and experience. And I, I think that's always one of the coolest things that a talent, you know, a, a creative can do is like not only master their skill set, but also then bring it to other people. So is this the first time you're really kind of doing that? Formally, yes. This is my first foray into into teaching. I mean, obviously we've had interns for since inception and that mm-hmm. that's a an applied uh, you know, teaching apprenticeship. And then I've spoken at Columbia College, I've done Chicago Ideas Week and stuff, but those are like kind of brief kind of primer things or like Grammy U classes for the students. But this sure. is like really we're going to we're going to teach and not kind of like gloss through it in a couple hours. So, yeah, like a real we have actual curriculum that you can see on the website. Well, and you mentioned that a lot of people are reaching out about asking how you do these things. And I feel like we're in this age, and I'm going to ask Jake the same question, too. We got Jake Osmond in the studio. We're going to talk to him after uh, your interview. But I think people now, it's like we have things like Masterclass, we have YouTube tutorials, we have like LinkedIn and Linda Learning, and and on and on and on, right? There's so many ways now to learn a skill set, you know, whereas maybe a decade or two before, it was a lot harder to come across that knowledge. So I think generally people are more, I think, ambitious or, you know, they're more aware that they can pursue that knowledge because for the first time ever, really like, if you're going to put in the hours and sit through some tutorials or read some forums, like you can learn just about anything really. Then that, that's an, I mean, more and more people are learning. They can learn this stuff, but the way to learn it hasn't changed in 50, 70 years. It still is a craft and it's applied hours and, sure. and working with it. So there's, there's no change. It's just more and more people are interested. I think people used to view studios as some hidden, remote, locked away, sacred place that unless you knew somebody or were really lucky, you don't go in there. And we have a democratization of audio now because everyone with the uh, Apple company comes with 
Garage Band. Garage Band. Which, so we're recording which, this right like, now. If you would bring that back to the Beatles, like that would be annihilating Abbey Road at that time with this free. <laughs> Abbey Road of then would look like a dump compared to today's free Garage Band, and that was the impetus for Sonic Summit. Is man, it's like remove that barrier. And I want everyone from like entry level, you know, people, the people who've been doing this for years and want a fresh perspective. That's why I keep interns. Like I learn from my interns and I learn from my OGs that have decades of experience. You don't always have to learn from like a Yoda, so to speak, you know. Sure. No, no, it's it's the same way. It's and it's a, an enormous cliche, but it's like, you know, the idea of learning from your students. That's one of the things that I have found to be very true teaching at Columbia. You know, and did you know, visiting, let's say, like Alex Fructor's classes, who was your business partner with closed sessions, like, did you ever think, you know, even beyond this summit, do you ever think, like, maybe I should teach, like, an ongoing class or maybe teach at a college? I'll say teachers don't get the credit they're due. Once in a while, I have substituted for Alex. And to get up in front of a class and keep a bunch of people engaged and interested with merely a whiteboard and some slides is exceeding. So I could do this in the studio, lame man. We're in a studio. We have great gear. There's gold records on the wall. We're eating good. Like man, this is going to be you know really easy. But people like, can smoke. Yeah, <laughs> that's a big difference. As of between... January first, right? Is, yeah, yeah, that's the first time that started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But <laughs> never did that happen before that sure, day. Sure, absolutely. Case the city is watching, but um, so. So I never. I mean, I've I've done it a few times. It's really hard teaching in in a class in, in a in a classroom setting, and I don't think everyone maybe is best learns in the classroom setting. Some people need hand hands on. So I'm trying to like pave a way for me, like me to teach in a way that 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 you know makes sense for people to learn. Although I would I haven't ruled out teaching just never. I mean, I think you would be great at it, but I think you also nailed it that some people don't. I did. I was not good in school. I didn't learn in school, and it's ironic that I'm teaching now, but I went out, and I did internships, and I did blah, 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 like learned a lot outside of school. And honestly, like a, a throwback is that part of the inspiration for me pursuing internships was I saw you know, the school that you and I both went at. I was at the same school as you for a year. They gave high schoolers the chance to do internships, which is something that a lot of schools do not yes. do. And when I saw... People Changed like you life. and your peers who were only like a year or two older than me, maybe. It was a small K through 12, so everyone knew everyone. When I saw the high schoolers who were a year above me, two years above me doing internships, that put the idea in my head that I could pursue that thing. And thank God I did because uh, if I just relied on school, I would have been totally fucked. No, yeah. The, likewise. I was like even worse. I never did well nor bad, so I just kind of coasted through there. And then, yeah, I was like helping roading for bands at Double Door and hanging out at studios. So I, I that's why I really want an, an hands-on. Engineering is like art meets science. You know, it is that interesting intersection. But And there's plenty to learn in a classroom setting, but you still need to get, get hands-on with it. Yeah, so this is going to be very hands-on. Bring us into like what's happening over the course of this two-day summit. I know we're going to have some great food. I say we, but I know you're bringing great food and you can enroll too, Mister. Hey, Black, man. If I you, mean, if you want, if you want, I know to you got ten spots, and I don't want to take a spot from somebody who's like doesn't know anything about audio, but. I know there's going to be great food involved. Bring us into the rest of the curriculum and the itinerary. Okay. Well, the itinerary is going to start on Saturday. We're actually going to go over to uh, the Mothership, which is across the street from the studio. Our good friends at Dark Matter. We're going to get a little roastery tour and get some coffee. And then we're going to head to the studio. We're going to obviously start with a tour and kind of run down the equipment, kind of how things are laid out, routed out. And then we're going to spend most of the day focused on recording and people are thinking oh we're going to talk mic pre's and compressors and eqs and we're definitely going to do that but there's so much more 
to recording than, than the gear. So I want to talk about setting the mood, setting the vibe, making it the setup make sense when the artist comes in and we can get to work. Critical things that like people gloss over, like man, lighting, doing a quick headphone mix check. Make you know if the all, environment's yeah, not get, welcoming, yeah, get, they're not going to do their best. Yeah, work. and then what's a welcoming environment for one type of artist can be radically different for the other. But I want to sure. talk about vibe and setting. Um, then of course, yes, we will get into the technical stuff. We're going to fire up tube microphones, vintage microphones, modern microphones. Try different mic pre's. We're going to have a surprise guest come in. It's going to be our artist, our talent that day. That, nice. That you guys know what who. I won't put on blast on uh, on on, uh, on Dynasty, um, and we're gonna actually gonna record and talk about different techniques and get also that artist perspective about what they need and what they're looking for and what helps them. Then Sunday morning, we're going to dive into mixing, and you know once again people think we're gonna talk about compression or limiter, and we will do that. But also the biggest thing for me when mixing is organizing the session and setting yourself up for success mm-hmm. and also listening to the demo and the reference and getting the artist vision that they had before the mix phase so we can honor that, correct what might be off, know when to, cor- even if something's off, you might not want to correct it. A big part of the job is taste and, and outlook, and then the afternoon will be spent on mastering, mastering from tape, digital, and then tube and solid state. Uh, mastering equipment as well as the latest plug-in. So in a nutshell, that's kind of... And then, of course, you know, the culinary delights that will be interspersed uh, throughout the weekend. And I just realized we didn't give the dates on this. This is Saturday the 22nd and Sunday the 23rd of February. Of February. So yeah. there's a little Coming under up. a month to... Yeah. Now, there's only 10 spots available, which I think is great because then you have this small class that every it's, it's not 70 people in an auditorium, you know? So this is going to be, I assume, very personalized. What kind of people are signing up or what kind of people, if they're on the fence, you know, should sign up, quote unquote? I, man, the, the outreach has been amazing. It's been people from all over the map. There's a lot of students and we also have student discounting as well. So please, and aggressive student discounting, because I think that's the most important demographic. I'm always trying to get the next generation to have the, the proper studio experience. But I also have people who've been making records for decades and just like different approaches and outlooks you know on stuff so it's really anyone from the the veteran to someone that's really trying to figure this out and man maybe even weekend warriors i have i have no idea just as long as people are cool and want to have fun in the studio i hope i hope they register honestly i looked at it and i was considering and i was like i'm gonna wait until the last minute because again if there's some 19 year old whose dream is to get into the studio i don't want to take that spot from them but it just seems like a cool way to learn a lot of great new skills from a veteran who has been doing this, who's worked with incredible talent. You know, in the other room, right on the other side of this wall here, I teach my podcasting class here. And I have found, and of course, there's a million articles that say this now, people want experiences. They don't want to pay for, I mean, look, like everyone here has nice jackets, but like in general, they're not like, let me spend all my money on clothes solely or just buying like a nice new couch. Like that stuff's cool. But people want to go on a trip. They want to go take a class. They want to take a tour. They want to learn something. They want to go somewhere. I just think the experiential experience, there that's worded badly, but people want to have an experience now. So I think this is the perfect time for you to launch this kind of concept. Do you see it? Yeah, I know it's pretty early to say, but do you see yourself repeating this? 
definitely, hence why I called it Sonic Summit 2020. There you go. So um, I definitely want people to, yeah, I definitely would like to do this every year and, and build it out and do it bigger and better and focus. Man, you, you can't get the whole process down in, in two days. That's impossible. So maybe next year might be genre specific or maybe we're going to do one like just miking drum kits or recording rappers. I have no idea. So but. Do a multi-weekend where it's like, hey, this weekend we're doing this, this weekend we're doing this. You sign up for like the whole thing and get a discount. I mean, who knows? But yeah, yeah, there's so much I feel like you could learn in that environment. Coming soon, the Sonic Summit retreat. Oh, probably yeah, a month in the Sonoran <sighs> Desert, dude. I mean, making records. People love that stuff though, for real. Do it. Um, so Sonic Summit happening this month. What are some of the takeaways that attendees will be leaving with or could be leaving with? If I'm again thinking like I want to sign up for this, you know. Oh, they'll be after t- the two days. What um, am I leaving with? Uh, sure, here in uh, Greater Chicago is a uh, sponsor of the weekend. Every attendee is going to get this amazing stereo microphone that hooks right into your iPhone, which is awesome. Is that the MV88? Oh, there you go. Um, yeah. that and which is awesome for sampling, recording. It's really cool. And one of our ten students will actually get uh, enrolled in a raffle, and we're going to raffle off another sure microphone as well. So there's going to be some tangible takeaways. The intangible thing is. Is, man, getting a fresh perspective and outlook. The most important thing for me while when I'm even out of town, while I go to other studios and love popping in, I'm always looking for different perspective and approaches to what we do in the studio. And I think that's the intangible. And that always leaves me more refreshed and more excited. And I want to go, when I go to Nashville or go to LA and I learn and see new things, I'm excited to take that home and apply it and implement it in my studio. And I think that's the biggest takeaway although that sure might kick's ass but sure i think absolutely. yeah i think that's the biggest take man inspiration techniques new stuff that you can apply and, and work in your record making process and this is something i ask a lot of guests on this podcast but you mentioned la you, you mentioned nashville both of course music cities and nashville is really blowing up right now and there's a lot of studios in nashville what keeps you and soundscape here in chicago Wow, well, that's that's a deep a deep question. Because um, I know your roots run deep here, man. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 a son of, of Chicago. I was I was born and raised here. I think the biggest thing that I like about making records in Chicago is like musicians, right? Whatever they do, it's very genuine, and people here do it for the love. Like when I had Odd Future at the studio, they talked about. Like growing up in LA and seeing the houses in the hills and like what type of music gets you there and what gets you in Interscope and what gets you in Capitol. I remember working with kids in the hall and Double O when he was work, living in New York. It's like, man, what do I got to do to get a meeting with this label? And there's a lot of A&Rs that descend on things quickly and cut off the incubation process because mm-hmm. everyone's trying to flip it and playlist it and just kind of the crummy state that the record industry is in. And, and Chicago, is its its motives are a little bit more pure. It's a little bit a little bit more honest man it's just we love mute like man a week ago i went to see buddy guy at, at buddy guys les 83 year old man like kicking out an amazing concert and it's i don't know that's what and you're in the same room you're like you're a I'm feet away, feet from, away him. Yeah. from him you know and it's then not on, in a stadium and then on top of it i record his daughter shauna who i've we had gold records with and and so it's like generational here you know um that, that's what keeps me here, man. It's like, and the Chicago sound is always fresh. It's always evolving. And it's like, I don't know, other cities sometimes have a certain kind of sound or approach. So that's, that's the main thing that, that, that keeps me here. So. Well, and something I say on this podcast a lot is that, and you just mentioned it, the Chicago music 
marker, you know, like the the pinpoint, it's it's always moving. It's been so much over the different decades, the house, the industrial, on and on and on, you know. It, where do you see Chicago music going now that, like, you know, like the chance wave, I don't want to say it's over, it's not over by any means, but it's like, that has happened. Like, it's established, that is here. It's not brand new out of the box anymore. What do you see happening next? Or, you know, you're on the front lines with a lot of artists. Like, what can people look for in Chicago music going forward? What can people look for in Chicago music going forward? I, 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 the main thing is being at the, on the bleeding edge of, of sound and I, ideas and nonconformist music and music with, with a purpose, too. And I, I don't know. I just I, I don't get as, like, you go to L.A. sessions and people are really trying to, like, make a hit. And people in a Chicago session is trying to make something cool, you know? And make something that lasts. Yeah. And make something that connects to their community. Yeah. No, I yeah. Just, and, man, I look back when I was a young intern in, like, the Smashing Pumpkins era, you know? Sure. And, and to, to Chance and, and beyond, man, it's just been an amazing, you know, like, and the sound has just morphed so much. It's just, you know, sure. like what we've done and... Man, it's you put wild. acid rap next to like melancholy and the infinite sadness. They don't sound a thing alike, except for those were watershed moments in Chicago yes, music, yeah. and there's so many more. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been doing studio work now? Soundscape is 23 years old. Holy I started shit, it when man. I was in high school in my parents' garage, and somehow, mainly out of a overarching desire to not have a job that you know <laughs> so just to make records of not work in a cubicle or or something and somehow it paid off and well and what's notable about that and we're going to be talking about branding also in this next interview with with jake osman and stuff but like i don't want to say branding is easy there's a lot of hard work that goes into it right now in 2020 in this very digital age but 20 odd years ago, there was no Google, there was no YouTube, there was no social media, there was no Instagram, there was no SoundCloud, Spotify, any of these tools that have made, at least again, the process isn't easy now, but at least it's achievable. So how did you build what we would now call a brand 20 odd years ago before all these digital tools? By not getting stuck in the rut, um, um, which is funny, we both have it. Man, I first I started, and there's a crazy ancient technology called newspapers. I was going to say, I yeah. feel like New and City and, and stuff and there was, is in this. And there was one, it's still, it's still going, Illinois Entertainer, but I used to watch, oh, yeah. 23 years ago, we had ads in newspapers and physical ads, and then that starts that starts going. Then I remember in like the heyday of like the blog rap era, all of a sudden, there was a new character in the studio, and he'd kind of an awkward dude, and he'd be in the back of the room, and it was before the camera phone got. He had something called a flip cam, and it was. And he would. Stand, <laughs> I had one of those. Yeah, yeah. And, and that person <laughs> would stand there and film things and ask questions, and I'm like, "Who the fuck is that?" And it's like that's called a blogger, right? And they film what artists do and then write about it. So then I was like, my graphic designer friends like make my logo into a wallpaper for my computer screen. So every time I saw the blogger come and whip out the camera. I would always like minimize my Pro Tool session. That would always it would always get in there. So that was like a different technique. And now blogs are 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 you know barring you know a few, which also Chicago is at the forefront with sure, lyrical absolutely. lemonade carrying on the the torch of, of Ruby Hornet. And, but Andrew and, set yeah. the foundation of that. Yeah, yeah and Andrew, Andrew Barber and was one and, of those dudes with the flip right. cam um, coming over to like crucial conflict sessions. And that's kind of how I met a lot of people. But I'm not even the expert. I'm having Sonic Summit. I'm not having Branding Summit. But you lasted. So, you lasted. Yeah. That's not 
easy to do. No, it isn't. And half the battle, of course, is knowing the actual technical expertise, but the other half is just creating awareness. No matter what your skill set is, if people aren't aware of your brand, if people aren't, if your brand's not accessible to people, and man, you mentioned Illinois Entertainer, man, I remember, it's so funny, like, there's all these, like, instances where we cross paths a billion years ago. You interned there, right? I interned there, and I remember seeing you at Illinois Entertainer, and this is back in the days when you would bring an ad to a magazine. I worked for, I was an intern for The Onion for a little bit. My job was driving to physical locations like the Metro and Empty Bottle, picking up the sheet of paper that their yeah. ad was printed on and then that I'd bring it back to the onion and it would get scanned. Yeah. And now and a paper check. A, no quick a pay paper back check. then. Yeah. Yeah. It's you just know, amazing yeah. how much before was like physical and that's how I met everybody. Either through Q one oh one or through driving to Metro Empty Bottle at Double Door, etc. Yeah. and getting face to face. So yeah man. I mean you've been in this. Um the other side of what you do we should mention is closed sessions. Now closed sessions of course, you and Alex Fructor, Alex, who uh, also teaches at Columbia with your, I mean, it's a small community. Yeah. So you and Alex have built this incredible thing with closed sessions, and that's been going for 10 years now, right? Last year, 2019, was our our 10-year anniversary. And I think looping back to that first question, we asked me how 2019 was when I said it was grueling. It's like getting a company to a 10-year mark is like an amazing undertaking. And then like the strength to like continue and retool and, and update it and make sure it, it's serving its purpose and serving the community for like another 10 is, is grueling work, man. You know, and, and sounds good. It's like 23. It's just been going so long. It's like, it's just, I don't even think about it. it, it it's, you know, it's, well, it's, it's just like, that's, that's your existence. Yeah. The new local H record that's coming out soon. I don't know the date off the top of my head. It's called lifers. And you know, Scott Lucas is one of these guys who's just, he's been doing this and you're another one where it's like, you have just been doing this in Chicago and Alex too, you know, for, for 10 years with, and before that, he had Ruby Hornet. But closed sessions hitting 10 years is huge. You know, what's on deck for closed sessions this year? Ah, man, we uh, we just signed a new group, Mother Nature. Yeah, we I was reading about that. Phenomenal uh, female duo from, from here in Chicago. I'm super excited about. We have another artist, but we're not announcing that for two more weeks. Um, nice. And that's their debut song coming out. Jack Larson is mm-hmm. uh, my... Interesting, interesting young man that makes psychedelic pop that I'm just super enamored with. And we, we met, like, he originally started recording his bedroom and now now records in the studio. Uh, he just, at the end of uh, October, dropped his debut full-length, Mildew, which was the first album in decades I mixed to tape and just pushed a lot of boundaries and conventions for for what I do. So those are those are the main things. We also just dropped our third compilation um, mm-hmm. that was entirely produced by Boathouse. Mother Nature is on there, Open Mike Eagle, Kemba, Show You Suck, man, all over the place. The community, so, yeah. Yeah, of also, you know, both our local and, and national community are featured on there. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, you know, if Jamila Woods ever gets off the never-ending tour, maybe album three will, will start getting un- underway. Um, but uh, that's probably a 2021. Yeah, man, that's yeah. huge. But all those artists, we've had most of them on the podcast at one time or the other. They're all welcome back. Uh, we'd definitely love to get Mother Nature on. The website is soundscaperecording.com slash Sonic Summit Rundown. And that's where people can find out more and sign up for the Sonic Summit. It's $500 all-inclusive. 
man, that is a steal. It really is. Like when you consider everything you're getting for two days, that's sure, a great price. Sure, microphones, U.S. Pizza Cup winning pizza, tape sure. machines, my witty banter. It's going to be a delightful weekend. Coffee and knowledge from a man who's been doing this in Chicago for over twenty years, man. That's you can't put a price on that. I know you did put a price on that, but you can't put a price on that. Agreed. Yeah, Soundscape Studio. Or I'm sorry, soundscaperecording.com slash Sonic Summit Rundown. Go find out more about this. Sign up right now. There's only limited spots available, man. Uh, Mike Holar, I'm so glad we got to sit down and really like do an in-depth chat, man, because, I mean, clearly you're a guy who I've been seeing for a long, long, long time in Chicago, and you've been doing this since high school, man. And, like, honestly, it's people like you who do this in Chicago that help the ecosystem run here. So, man... I appreciate you taking time. Thank you so much. No, I appreciate you for having me. And if I do say so myself, you look quite good in pink. Thank you. No, know, I didn't really think that was in your your palette, uh, you know, but... I'm trying uh, to branch out this year. I like it. It's a Thank good you, look. man. <laughs> Thanks for having me. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the dynamic dynasty, Dynasty Descend.